Hold on. It's about, it's to, get about real. to get real. Jenny Matthews is keeping it real about life, motherhood, pop culture, and everything in between. Get ready to hear all about it. Life's ups and downs, mama drama, cool new finds, hot topics, pop culture, and more. Let's go. This is real. It's real. Is real. Real life. Hosted by Jenny Matthews. Hello. Jenny, it's Samantha Harris. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Terrific. How are you doing? I am doing well. Well, I think I'm well. We have horrible, crappy, awful weather in Kansas City. <laughs> I beg. And my sister and my whole family's in Minnesota, so I, I know it's bad there, so I can't imagine it's much better in Kansas. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, that's interesting to know about Minnesota, because my husband was supposed to travel there for work last night, and his flight got canceled, but it hadn't started snowing here yet, so I almost wonder if it was bad there, and then that's why that... I don't know. Oh, whatever. yeah, maybe. Because I know that today's school's canceled. They're having a blizzard. It's been really fun for them. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and my kids have been sick and out of school and all these. That's right. Yeah. How are they? Are they better oh, than last week? Yes, they're better. Um, and, But they're out of school again today. So thank God. You know, I'm sure you have too, like the tribe of moms and dads who help with life. Like it takes a village to raise families. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've got people helping. Always. Me, so, yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm so glad to talk to you. We're getting right into it here. Um, And I, well, people just to back up. Just people know you from Dancing with the Stars and Entertainment Tonight and Extra and Emmy Award-winning TV host. You're all the things. and um, But you're also a cancer survivor. Yes. And I love, first of all, my whole deal is use your story and let's just get real and talk about, you know, because we all have the great and the happy things and that's wonderful. But we all, like, everyone's been through some stuff, right? Everybody has their their stuff that happens no matter what it is whether it's you know, an, an illness an injury a relationship disappointment a career low uh, just a bad hair day yes right? yes exactly and i think like the more we as a society can just kind of get real and especially you as a really a celebrity to to be open about your struggles i I just think that's so cool. So I appreciate you, you for doing that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Well, back up to your cancer diagnosis. Was that was it four years ago? So um, May sixteenth will be my five year. What we, what we survivors call our cancer anniversary. So that was the date of my double mastectomy back in two thousand fourteen. And so you know every every year that you get kind of that notch on the on the board of you know survivorship is um, is really important. But that five-year mark is something that's really important to reach, um, and then, of course, well beyond. So I'm, I'm looking forward and counting the days to it. Yeah, you are. That's, that's so fantastic. Um, I have a dear friend who just, uh, she is an ovarian cancer survivor, and, um, you know, she's been very open about her journey as well. But I just, I know, I, just being her friend and seeing what she went through, I, I mean, I, that's, that had to have been such a hard time for you. It was really challenging, especially because my girls were three and six, and you know my husband and I weren't. You know, we weren't. I was the fit and healthy one among all my friends and family. You know, the one who was eating the cheeseless pizzas and uh, being you know crazy uh, committed to my workouts. And so, to go in for a mammogram to set a baseline when I was just about to turn forty and get clear results back, which is what I received was what I expected. And 11 days after receiving clear mammogram results, I found a lump after changing clothes after a workout. Wow. My gosh. And that is, man, that tells you to, you know, check yourself. Do you know, and I mean, I really, I, I tell girls, 
feel yourself up. Know your boobs better than any doctor ever can. I mean, unless maybe your husband's a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But but I think, you know, we as a society, you know, we are told to really kind of, you know, be more modest and protect ourselves. But that doesn't mean that, you know, from, from public viewing, but that doesn't mean that in the privacy of your own home, I'm not saying go like whip out your boobs <laughs> out in public and fill them up. I'm just saying like when you're changing clothes, when you're in the shower, which is actually a really great tip for self-breast exams when you're in the shower and you're all soaked up. Just having that slickness really helps to sort of be able to um, see and feel uh, little lumps and bumps that maybe you wouldn't be able to feel when your hands and your skin are dry. Well, and in reading your book, you did, your doctor initially wasn't concerned, thought that it was that, just no big deal. That was, I mean, really the one of the craziest things. I went immediately on finding this lump. I went to my longtime OBGYN and she, you know, she was one of. She delivered both my kids. She was the doctor I always went to for advice or referrals. Like she was my girl. Like that was my doc. And she wasn't concerned. And she said, "You know, look, this is what forty looks like. Your boobs get a little more lumpy and glandular. That's probably what it is. Don't worry." And I didn't worry because she always was a non-alarmist, mm-hmm. and I appreciated that about her. But yeah. a month later, the lump was still there. So. That's when I went to see my internist because I never thought it was cancer, so I didn't see a cancer specialist right away. And he said it was nothing. And honestly, it, it took Jenny. It took four months of me feeling that lump and see I could see it. Yeah. To finally go to see a surgical oncologist, still not thinking I had cancer, and even the test she ran didn't detect cancer. Wow, God, that is crazy. And talk about being your own advocate. Wow. Thank you. And that's, I think, really the biggest message that I've taken away from it and that I really want to share with other women is we have to be our best health advocates. So often, like, you know, you've got your little ones, like, Mm -hmm. especially as a parent, we are the last person on the to-do list. Isn't that not the truth? (laughs) I mean, like, if there's, like, beyond last, I think that's where we fall. No. My dog gets more attention sometimes that that I give than to my own self. My husband actually said that yesterday. He's like you, I think you love on that dog more than you love on me. So oh, like, wow. oh, totally. The yes, the, the fear of missing out husband on the dog thing. I get that too. <laughs> My gosh. Well, I love that you know. In going through this, really, I'm sure it was a horrible experience for you, and it, and and really like world shattering, you know, because it's who here you are just living your life, and like you said, you were like the picture of health. Um, right. And then to have this happen, but I assume then you want you want to help other people with your story, and hence why you wrote this awesome book, Your Healthiest healthy, which by the way, I have to tell you, so I got it on my Kindle, but I got to go buy like the actual physical book. Cause there there's like places to journal and there's recipes and like, there's stuff I need to highlight. Like I got to go get the physical. I need like the physical copy. Thank you. You know, that's especially me post cancer, all the books that I was reading while I was researching to write your healthiest healthy. Mm-hmm. I too really like that tactile experience of holding the book and, and your healthiest healthy really is a guide, like a girlfriend's guide comprehensive to getting rid of the toxins in, on, and around your body, including toxic friendships and and, and how to find positivity in your life and resiliency and build those as part of your your inner being. Mm-hmm. And and because of that, there are a lot of tools in the book, like you said, that you just want to be able to like, you know, go to the grocery store and have it in hand. Yeah. Like, wait, what, what do I need to buy and what should I avoid? Or, you know, what, what do I need to say to that friend when I'm going to break up with her right now? Oh, oh my God, hey, I, it's right here. It's I just broke it. up with a friend. Up. I got to go like highlight that entire <laughs> chapter, make sure I did it right. That was hard. You know what? And that is, that was hard. That was a hard thing to go through. Really hard. First of all, it's hard to 
take the time and self-love to evaluate the relationships in your life. Yep. Because we oftentimes just continue to go with the flow. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a make-no-waves type of girl. I don't like confrontation. I'm Mm -hmm. not a big conflict person. So I like to make nice. I want everybody to like me. So I have to, you know, (laughs) make people happy. Um, And the the people-pleaser in me has always made it hard for me to assess the friendships that are really, or, or relationships. And that could be, that could sometimes be in the most challenging thing, that can be with a family member, mm-hmm. yep. you know, or, or someone that you love. And so figuring out, and it's, uh, the easiest ones are the friendships. So, you know, it's a friend who doesn't come to your side of town like ever, mm-hmm. or who uh, is always trying to one-up you, or just isn't there for you when you are having a hard day. They change the subject, they make it about them. Mm-hmm. And so trying to assess that, and they might be an amazing person, for otherwise, yeah. but for you, they're just not right. Yeah. yeah, and I think, too, like if it's not, it sounds like a selfish thing to say, but maybe we need to be a little more selfish. But if it's not serving you, you know, if it's not right. feeling good and, and I, why why have it? I mean, I'm at the point in my life, too, I guess once I hit 40, that really hit. But it's just like I don't have time for, for BS or toxic anything. <laughs> it's, you know, it's very, very true. And I think that is the thing, you know, hitting 40 and then also, you know, obviously for me, um, on top of that with the diagnosis, you realize life, we all know life is precious and we value life and we love our families, but dealing with something as that is life-threatening mm-hmm. and brings obviously everything into such clarity. So the things that it did for me that I think it really can help other people to take that perspective is, first of all, life is this parentheses between life and death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very important what we do with it. It's really good. How we use our time. And we get so bogged down in the mundane day-to-day and the responsibilities. And I'm not saying shirk responsibility, like, hey, I'm going on a cruise. Right. I'm just gonna, <laughs> forget those bills I have to pay. <laughs> but at the same time, taking memorable moments. Maybe it's a matter of carving out out of your busy schedule an hour or two to take one of your kids and have alone time to a special activity. And that doesn't have to cost anything. Maybe it's just going on a treasure hunt, finding fun things yep. in the forest near your house. Yep. Yep. It's so true. But it is like taking the time and just because it is so hard to get, I mean, especially you, I would imagine with your life and career and everything, you got, I mean, there's just always so much going on. You know? There is always so much going on. And I think sometimes when there's a lot going on, I, I was saying this, my mom always says to me, I was saying this to my husband yesterday, my mom always says to me that her, in her life, the time when she was raising us, when, especially in our younger years, you know, before we kind of didn't care about being with parents when we were in high school, yeah. and, you know, um, but that, that those elementary school, even junior high years especially, were just so special to her because her, she said her life was so full and vibrant and busy as all heck, yeah. but, but really full. And I see that now. And I was saying to my husband, I feel like that when I was walking to school with my kids this morning and I, now they're both in the same school at elementary. And I'm like, I just, I'm holding on to this because in a year and a half, my older one's going to middle school yep. and I'm not going to be able to walk them both to school. And it's kind of breaks my heart a little bit, yep. but then it also puts you in the moment and just... 
breathe and enjoy and what enjoy. you have versus the rush of, God, get there, get there, get there, get there, and the results. Well, yeah, and we started off, you know, talking at the beginning of this podcast. So my kids were sick and with the winter weather, like we've been, you know, they've had snow days and everything. And even that, like having to, oh my gosh, I can't come into work. You know, I have to stay home with my kids. And I kind of, I'm one of those people that I don't like to miss. So I panic, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it's silly because I think like I was home with my kids that entire snow day and thought we're, we're making memories. Like this is special. No one's like the world's going to survive because the DJ's not on the radio. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's like We'd like to pretend like the world will not survive because the DJ's <laughs> not on the radio. Exactly. But. I mean, I don't want to, you know, but yeah. So it think, is important. The job is important. Yeah, it, it is. But I mean, there's, you know what, there's just, there's a bigger picture and you're, you're absolutely right. And I think too, you know, you obviously went through your breast cancer experience. Um, as I've talked about many times on my podcast and people know my story is that I, I went through um, a really bad health crisis a couple of years ago. And the long story short is the takeaway from that is just, and it sounds so cliche, life is a gift. Every day is a gift. I mean, it really does sound cliche, but it is so true. Mm-hmm. And I think it's using your story to try to just encourage others. And, and that's exactly what you're, what you're doing and your healthiest healthy. I'm really enjoying reading it. I've got a little bit more to go, but like I said, I want to go get the physical copy so I can like, you know, write in it and, and take it to the grocery store. Again, I'm sorry to hear that you went through something. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. You know, and talk about being an advocate for your own health. I had, um, so I had some lower back pain this couple years ago and, you know, it just was enough that it was gnawing at me enough that I thought something's not right here. And um, I went in, I found out I had a cyst on my ovary, which is pr- a pretty common thing. And it was, it was showing as back pain? It was, yeah. So I had back pain, lower back pain. Wow. Yeah. So cyst on my ovary, and that's so strange. I didn't really have any sensations in the front you'd think that's exactly where you'd feel it but I didn't and so went in my OB said you know what it, it's a funky enough looking cyst let's go ahead and um let's let's take this out so I thought okay it was a laparoscopic surgery I had had that type of surgery before you know it's pretty quick it's not anything too extreme so I said yeah let's go for it so had the cyst removed and while they were in there um removing my cyst I didn't know it until two days later but they nicked my bowel and so <sighs> Yeah, they nicked, oh, my, they nicked my bowel. And so right. I was at home recovering and I, intense pain. I mean, drop you to your knees pain. And went, went back, back to the, the ER. Very long story short, they realized that this is what has happened. And so uh, I ended up with a colostomy bag for a while. And they had to repair my intestines, my bowel. And um, and with then with the colostomy, I ended up having a series of bowel obstructions. So I ended up back in the hospital. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, girl, it was like nightmare. I mean, like nightmare. But it, I bet. How, and then you, you had the bag for how long, how, how, first of all, were they able to repair it to, to full? Yep functioning now yep, they had to yep I was had the reversal which that's a whole thing you know because you it's a people get reversals but there's times where it doesn't work and I thought right. this could be my life you know this could be what I have to live with but I didn't I had the reversal and it was successful and here we are I'm a couple years later and, I, and I'm healthy and functioning better than ever so it's I mean it worked it, it all worked out well um but man that was just a what was horrifying and so scary, you know, with you with getting that like abrupt diagnosis, you know, and then this was truly an abrupt thing. You know, I right. didn't expect any of the things to happen that did. But yeah, I mean, it really changes your perspective on life. It just changes everything. And I, and I always tell people, I don't know if you feel this way, but I don't feel um, I, it's not like I wish that that had happened to me, you know, just as I'm sure you wish, you know, <laughs> right. you know, breast cancer. but there's so many things that have come out of it in my perspective on the world and my heart and the way it changed me in so many ways that I feel like I wouldn't have, tra- I wouldn't trade the experience for the things that I gained. If that makes I, sense. I, you know, oftentimes refer to it as a gift and that, you know, people say, well, huh? 
absolutely. You know, all all sorts of challenges come in gift boxes, and we grow and we strengthen from them. And mm-hmm. even though they're not what we want, we do strengthen in a way that we probably couldn't have seen possible before it. Yep, a hundred percent. I really believe that. So I, I always tell people, try not to look at your bad stuff is, you know, just, it's awful and I can't get out of it and I don't know what to do with it. You know, try to think, okay, what what am I going to take from this? You know, and in the moment, it's hard. You just, I wanted to get better. I didn't want to be in the hospital. You know, I didn't want that yeah. stupid bad. But again, the, the, the after effect, the perspective after, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So. It's a great message to send because I think we can get so focused on that. And, and I think when you are going through something, and again, it can be an illness or an injury or, you know, a relationship thing, but if you can focus on the big picture and the long haul, yes. you know, that, that this moment in time is not going to last forever. Yep. There will be hills and valleys. So ride those highs and, you know, woohoo. And then when they're low, remember that the highs will come again. Uh, 100%. And this is, kind of brings me to your Gotta Make Lemonade website, Inspiring Positivity mm-hmm. in the Face of Adversity. This kind of goes along with that, too, sharing your story. Can you talk about that a little bit for people who aren't familiar? Of course. So when I was recovering from my double mastectomy and having that sort of woe is me moment, and my husband, you know, with the most warmth and love in his eyes, said, babe, you know, when life gives you lemons, you've got to make lemonade. And then he kind of paused and said, maybe we should do something with that. See, my husband likes to make snowballs, and I have to figure out how to throw them. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, so, and I could, I was uh, really stuck. I was stuck in my recovery bed for three weeks. I wasn't allowed to get out for more than 20 minutes at a time every two hours. And so I'm a very, uh, I don't know if you've been able to tell this from the conversation, but I'm an on-the-go girl who's yep. just, you know, full of energy. <laughs> Me too, girl. So <laughs> being, being, you know, bedridden was not an easy task, so this gave me something productive to do because I could at least be on my computer. And so um, we decided to launch a website called Gotta Make Lemonade, and the idea was to you know, take on stories. You know, there's so much negativity, I think, out there in the, in the universe and in the world wide web. And so creating something online that was a positive community of support where people could come to it um, in, even in their darkest of days to find light. And so this, it's a store, it's shared stories from anybody. I mean, if it, even if your listeners have a story to share on the Gotta Make Lemonade site, mm-hmm. we're always accepting new stories and they share what you know what in life knocked them down and then what they did to not just get back up but to turn it into something better i I can't even describe how much I love that. That is so my whole thing. Like, that's that's so good. I'm so happy Thanks. you created it. Yeah, and people really do check it out because it's it, it just it's inspiring and you've got to make lemonade. You're right. Life does give you lemons. <laughs> so Yep, absolutely. I mean, even today on my Instagram post, actually, um, you know, they, I mean, I'm always, I'm always, I'm really active on Instagram. And um, the, the post that I just put out was about, you know, making lemons, lemonade out of lemons. And, and sharing my story of sort of how I was riddled with such anxiety after my diagnosis. And I, that's something as a, the positive poly that I am, like, had never really experienced before. Mm-hmm. I mean, anxiety just, just flooring me. And I knew that I had a long journey ahead. And I thought, this, I, I can't feel this way. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make a conscious choice to turn my perspective around. And so what I did is I took everything that came at us next in the cancer journey with a positive outlook. And some days that wasn't as easy as others, but you know, it, 
it really helps. So it's like, okay, yes, I have cancer. Well, what's positive? Well, we caught it early. Okay, great. What else is positive? Well, um, I'm healthier and more fit than most people in the scenario. That's going to help me get through recovery faster, and it's going to lessen the complications, you know, chances of complications in surgery. So uh, focusing on the positive, really that mindset makes a world of difference. I 100% believe in the mind-body connection, and you are so right. I That's, yeah. Just kudos. I'm, I'm really happy for you. I'm happy for your good health. The book is, like I said, fantastic. Get the hard copy, though. Don't get the, I mean, get the Kindle, but I like the, I like the physical idea of the book. <laughs> thanks, um, thanks. Now, there's a lot, a lot of great tips and resources in there. And, and the way that I wrote it was also, yes, it, it breaks down everything from, what, you know, what you should eat, uh, you know, the best practices for eating the most, most healthfully to getting the toxins out of your beauty bag because, you know, obviously yes. our skin is our largest organ and yeah. we we are slathering on layer after layer of products all day long from our lotions and our tonics and our makeup and everything and the hairspray and then and then cleaning products too what, what you're doing to scour your home and so uh, what what chemical ingredients to watch out for what they do to you if you choose to use them yeah. and then safe alternatives um, so that you can start to make changes but without the fear of thinking well gosh this is going to be so overwhelming forget it I'm not even buying it because I can't I can't I don't want to make the changes everything is really presented in small steps manageable little bits so that you can because anything that's going to last a lifetime which these changes need to has to be done in small steps to make big results last. That is exactly what I was going to say because I'm not going to lie. I, I get anxiety thinking about, oh my gosh, but there's the this and the that or even just what to buy at the grocery store. I feel like I have to wipe out my entire pantry right now and get you right, know, right, all right. different things. But I love that you do say that in the book. Just, you know, it's baby steps and it's even if you're starting with the one thing and then you know, go from there. And I, I'm an all or nothing person in life. So I feel like that's hard mindset for me. I need to just remember baby steps are okay. Um, right. Well, and I think too, because when you do, when you integrate changes, whether it's in how you're eating or the products you're using, the, if you in- integrate them slowly, they will have such a lasting effect that all of a sudden you you wake up one day and you realize this is just part of my normal routine. I'm not even having to think yeah. about the swap, or do I don't taste the difference anymore of uh, nut milk instead of a dairy milk. So, so I think one of the biggest. Um, Small steps is just start with high fructose corn syrup. Get rid of it. Any okay. product, you'll be shocked at how many items in your pantry and even in your in your refrigerator have high fructose corn syrup in it. And just toss it or finish it, and then don't vow to never buy that again. Okay. And and that's an easy easy swap. Um, you know, because it's hiding in products that don't even need to be sweet, from your bread to your pasta sauce, your ketchups. Um, and as for your beauty routine, start with just foundation. Since you're covering foundation all over your face, yes, right. It kind of, I, I almost imagine that like it's building some sort of protective barrier. Now, obviously, we know things are going to sink in over the day if you put other stuff on top, but that to me helps psychologically. So I just I started with changing my foundation to a clean, you know, free from toxins. Do you? Have, um, I mean, I, this is not an endorsement yeah. or whatever. Do you have a brand you recommend, or do you have anything that you really, really? Yeah, love? no, you know, there there are a lot actually in the book, and I mean, I can tell you right now, so I'm not trying to say you have to go both by yeah, the book. No, right. uh, but the, in the book, I list a bunch of different um, great product options. Um, like right now, I'm using a combination of Elia, which is I-L-I-A, and um, Mineral Fusion. Okay. Um, the company called Beauty Counter has a lot yeah. of really nice 
things there, like, a, you know, you have to buy them directly from them. But what's really helpful for beauty products, especially with, when it comes to makeup, um, there are two websites that have amazing resources. Um, and they, they're, one is called Detox Market, and one is called Credo Beauty. Okay. And they're both, basically, it's like Sephora, but without any toxins. I love that. So they've done all the research. They've done the legwork. So anything you get from them, and they're, they have some brick-and-mortar stores around the country, but, um, but they're also available online. And that way, anything you get, you know you're not, you know, you can choose anything, and you're not any of the products, all the different lines. Or you can just, what I do sometimes is I just kind of use them as a resource to be like, ooh, what are the clean beauty lines? Excellent. Thank you. Yes. And then I go try to find a cheaper way to buy them. Yeah, yeah. That's so. awesome. Oh, that's a really good tip. Thank you for that. Um, that's excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm on that. Um, and yeah, just thank you for taking the time. You're so sweet. You're just as nice as I wanted you to be. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, it's that, that Midwestern me, you know. I, yes. I, I might live in L.A., but you can't take the Midwestern girl out of me. I, Isn't that you the know? truth? I, yeah, well, that's clear because you're very sweet. And, um, you know, congrats on your good health and your book and all your good things. And again, Samantha Harris, thank you so much. Thank you, Jenny. Really fun talking to you. And I look forward to the next time. And keep those kiddos healthy Healthy. in this winter, huh? And I'm going to go get rid of the high fructose corn syrup right now. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. All right. You're listening to Real Life with Jenny Matthews. Check out Jenny's blog and more at JennyMatthewsOnAir.com.